Hey ladies, I'm Jake Eden, and I'm here to say that I am a 37-year-old woman who has lived the majority of her life as a man, and I am done. It feels so good to be able to, to finally say those words, and not just like to saying the words, but to finally say them honestly to myself, to really mean it, to really be sure of it, more sure than anything else that I've ever been sure of. When I look back over my life and view it through the perspective of a woman being suppressed into living as a man, everything comes into focus. It's the perfect explanation for every decision I've ever made, every mistake I've committed, every person I've ever hurt. It all suddenly makes sense. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, because today is for us to get to know each other. So welcome to my new podcast, Some Reassembly Required, and thank you so much for listening. Now I want to take a second to talk about my ideas for what I want this podcast to be. First, I want this to be a place for me to sort of air out all the thoughts and feelings that I've been having lately, because things are happening really fast. Second, I think that it's really important for this to be a place where I can just say things out loud and stop keeping things secret. Last, I want this to be a place to talk about my experience and to find community and support and to take you all on this journey with me. So thank you for being here. And that brings us to our first topic and the first big question on my mind lately. Now what? Now that I've finally admitted to myself that this is my truth, what do I do now? I mean, from the time that I was three or four years old until extremely recently, I've lived my life fully on the falsehood that I am a man. I've even benefited from this lie. So how far should I go now? I think about two people in particular, Caitlyn Jenner and Elliot Page, two incredibly brave people who were well established as public figures in their false genders and who both decided to go through very permanent and very public transformations. Then I look at someone like me who has no celebrity or money. I mean, it's one thing to ask my coworkers to start using different pronouns when referring to me or to go out and to get a pedicure or even to change my name, but it's quite another to make permanent changes to my body. Yeah, my body's not ideal, but it's been with me for a very long time. I've come to admire it in some ways. My point is that just because Jenner and Paige have been able to make their transformations public, I don't know if that means that I can too. I don't mean to imply that either of their transformations has been at all easy. However, I can't help but think that, the mo that their money and celebrity allows them to be more public about it. No one in this country is going to argue with money, and most are even unwilling to argue with celebrities. I am a teacher, so it's literally written into my job description that I'm to be called by some gendered honorific. For most people, it's more simple. What you see is what you get. If you see some guy on the street, you call him Mr. and be on your way. Even if this person is a woman, most people wouldn't think twice about the mistake. Do I bother asking the administration to change the sign outside my door to read Miss instead of Mr.? Up until now, my gender has been a personal issue. How much attention do I want to call to it now that it's no longer a problem for me? Do I demand anything of anyone about my gender after so much was demanded from me? Should I even care how others feel? I mean, don't get me wrong, I will always care about the thoughts and feelings of my students and how my actions affect them, but what about my colleagues or the kids' parents? Would anyone even care at all? More importantly, would it be less problematic to ask for progressivism rather than living the destructive life I was living trying to be a man? 
It's all just so complicated. It remains complicated whether we're celebrities or not. As adults, there are so many different discourses that we have to navigate. To complicate things even further, some of those discourses require our gender, and others, arguably a far greater number, number, simply don't. I feel like I deserve to be seen and thought of as a woman because that is who I am. And I think if I had been given that opportunity from the day I was born, then this would all be far less complicated. My goodness. Okay, that's a lot to think about. And more more than enough for the first episode. I would love to know what you all think. like to end this with a poem written by me, Jake Eden. Looking back over the path of destruction this man wrought over her life, the only answer that makes sense is that she would try to kill him. Every decision made, every mistake committed, every person hurt points to her being gagged and bound, locked away for years without regard. This is from a long time ago, back when she was a little girl. She used to get so mad when dad gave her haircuts. She loved playing dress up, she liked boys. When she was stolen away, they replaced her with a stuffed doll shaped like a little boy. He was someone no one knew. He was someone who made people scared, but he was someone who made her father happy. She escaped a couple of times when she was still very little, but soon he became a teenager and forgot her. For years she writhed and struggled. As she grew older, her bounds grew looser and she grew louder and louder, banging on the steel walls of her cell. The noise from her fists echoed across his dreams, turning them into wild nightmares. And she kept banging and banging. He was an elephant in must. He obsessed over women, bringing them home like limp trophies to show off. She was clever, though. She used them to observe them. So he pressed into them as deeply as he could, as often as he could, hoping that maybe one of them would open up just a tiny bit wider to allow her to fall in and to wear that body as her own. Love you, ladies.